Welcome to Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. My name is Corin Young from RK Studios, and this podcast is brought to you by JCI Santa Clarita. Uh, we have a two guests here today, and we're going to be talking about a brand new program that our chapter is putting on. It's actually really cool, and I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, sitting at the far end of the table there, we have J.R. Hills, who does quality assurance for a dermatology and pharmaceutical company. He is the former VP of Training and Development for JCI Santa Clarita and a new father of two. Welcome, Jr. Thank you. Glad to be here. And, uh, and in the middle, uh, Carrie McCoy, who's a high school counselor at Mission View Public Charter here in Santa Clarita and also a parent, mother of three boys. Welcome, yes. Carrie. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to have you guys here. This program's been getting a lot of attention. I feel like I've seen it in all the different media publications around town, which is kind of cool. So hope we get a lot of participation from uh, from young folks. But just to get the conversation started, I've got some questions that I want to ask you guys. All right. So, from the pod oh, no. so for Carrie, I'm going to ask you. Now, I don't know you very well at all, so you could say literally anything. This is three things that I might not know about you. Oh, I think that's a good one for JR. <laughs> Actually, yeah, that okay. is a good one. <laughs> um, so for me, three things. Um, I have been fortunate enough to travel all around the world with my job. I've been to many, 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 many different countries. Your work sends you around? <clears throat> yep. Not so much anymore, but when I first started, I was going all over the world, China, Australia, the UK, is it, South America, is it fun? everywhere. I, f- I oh, feel yeah. like that would be yeah. the dream, traveling for work, but everyone yeah. who travels for work is like, Traveling is fun, but not when you have to, because then you you know you fly in, you no, do the thing, it was and you fun. fly right back. You got no. to do like vacationy stuff. Yeah, I would spend a weekend, do my work, and then tag a weekend or something on and have fun. It was great. Something I always wanted to do as a kid, and I got to do it. What's your favorite place? Oh, Sydney, Australia. Yes, by far. I, that's the only place I've been to that I would say I would I would move there if I. Felt like I needed to leave the country. That's a, that's a, if you felt like you needed to. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a long flight. Okay. So that, that was one of the things, right? Yep. That's one. Uh, second one, a lot of people know I play French horn in a volunteer orchestra here in Santa Clarita. But um, yeah, when I was in high school, so I actually picked this up last year after 18 years of not playing. And in high school, I was really good. And uh, I was one of the top ranked high school players in the state of Texas. That's where I grew up. And, um, played a little bit in college and then just kind of, there weren't opportunities to play after that. And I, uh, so started my career and <laughs> here I am. That's funny. Yeah. If, about a year ago, I did not know that you played the French horn and I got to see you play, uh, at, at a recital uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. But, uh, I was surprised when, uh, when Josh mentioned that uh, he was starting up a mission orchestra and you signed up, I'm like, since when yeah. you play something? I know. 18 years ago, I touched it. I I was scared to start, but I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to play. This opportunity came up, and I'm like, you know what? Just do it. And you own a French horn that's just been in the closet for 20 years? Yeah, it was in the closet for, yeah, well, probably 15 years, but yeah. I had gotten it a few years after I stopped playing because some friends got it for me. Like, here you go, and hopefully you can play again. I'm like, awesome, I'll do it. And nope. (laughs) Took a while. Give me one more. Uh, one more. Oh, what was the other one? Um, oh gosh. Uh, oh, I was on the TV show Wipeout. Were you? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) When? Uh, probably, what are we in 2022 now? It was probably like 2015. Okay. So it was before 2016. It was a while. You've never mentioned that. Can we find it online? Uh, probably not. Cause I didn't make it very far. I didn't get past the first round. Thank God. Cause it's the most awful experience ever. Do you have a copy of it? 
Uh, no, I don't. I have photos, but that's it. Okay. Yeah. My friend did that. Uh, and he said it was really cold. Yeah. The water was, it was 44 degrees that day. So wait, what the, the temperature of the air was or the water, the water, the water was 44 degrees. Yeah. You know, I always wondered, like when I see American Ninja Warrior, I wonder like, that's, it's gotta be heated, right? No, Mm. very not. No, no. And it was, did you shoot in the morning, right? It was, it was all day, most of the day anyway, but yeah, we started at like six in the morning and, uh, it was out here in Santa Clarita actually. And it was in February. So it was cold overnight and they don't do anything to heat the water up. It was yeah, 44 (laughs) degrees. So every time I hit the water, it was just like bone chilling. It, It was bad. It's for the drama. And the flare, you know, you hit the water and you're like, yeah. oh, God, I lost. <laughs> that just adds insult to injury. Though, yeah. You right. already got bumped yeah. in the face by the right. wall or the yes. giant ball or and whatever. And you have so much adrenaline going. So it's 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 weird. <laughs> well, I, I want to find it. See if you can find like the original air date. Someone's got to have it. Probably somewhere. Yeah. I haven't looked. It's my, it's pro- It's got to be out there. My mom was on Wheel of Fortune in 1986. So like 36 years ago. <laughs> and I have a copy of it. And I actually put it up on, on YouTube. But, uh, and they got taken down because of copyright infringement. But <laughs> I actually met up with a whole like Wheel of Fortune fan community that like logs every episode and who guessed what letters and how much and everything like, and Whoa. same thing with like Jeopardy and, and all the other game shows. There's like fanatics that like log everything. And I bet you're on some oh, kind wow. of, uh, just gotta be uh, some forum that's got you in there. Uh, I was in for like two seconds. <laughs> that's, that's super cool. Well, thanks for sharing it. This is going to be yours no matter what. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. This no is, passing. This, is a, uh, this doesn't have to be based on your experiences, but it, but it, I guess it can be. Give me a couple of mistakes uh, that somebody should avoid in life, whether you've made them or not. Okay. I think uh, the first most common, ex- ex- oh my God, mistake is, um, is people's choice in partners. You know, people will choose partners when they're younger that, um, that don't really match like what's going to go the distance, you know, they're going to go for somebody that's like shiny and pretty and like, it's exciting. But then, um, you know, through time they wear down when they go through something like COVID, you know, maybe they don't last through that. So I think finding a partner that's like your best friend that you want to get stuck in the middle of COVID with, or get stuck having three kids with, you know, it's a, it's a journey. And so you want to be with them. I mean, I choose my kids, but <laughs> I, I was going to say, this sounds like a very, this sounds like it is based on personal experience. Oh yeah. He's my best friend. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, absolutely. So it came from a good place. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, but I, I think, ready to tell us something. No, no. Um, but I think other people, um, I see other people uh, and I think, you know, oh man, that is not their best friend. And to go through all of that and be in, yeah. you know, in life and not have, um, a person that you actually like to be with that's hard yeah so i think that's a really common mistake going for somebody that you're excited um and you you know i was excited about my husband but but somebody that you like is more volatile is what a lot of people seem to go towards and that isn't always the best option yeah for duration it's it's fun at first yeah and don't move too fast take your time yeah make sure it's right yeah absolutely okay That's one mistake. Do you have any others? Yeah. Um, How about, uh, I think something that I am like preaching all the time is finding the cheat code for things. So everything in life has like some secret cheat code. And I would ask the expert. So if you have a friend that is um, in 
dealerships working at a dealership, they might know certain things about that dealership. And you'll see it right now online a lot, like the the hacks on life. And they'll have things like, oh, if you go to um, an airline and ask for a certain discount, they'll they'll provide it. You know, discounts are ne- everything's negotiable. Discounts are everywhere. So find the cheat code on what you're doing and be savvy. Do some research about it. Don't just jump the gun on really big purchases without knowing a bit behind it and try and find cheat codes for everything, even like school or work or um, paying for objects, like everything has a cheat code. Find the expert and ask them what the cheat code is for it. Yeah, now for any kids watching though, we're not saying to find cheat codes for your tests. Yes, no, thank you (laughs) for that. Yeah, no, absolutely not. What I'm saying is that like, um, you know, when you're at, God, what's a good example of this? If you're at Costco, and I don't know this about Costco, so maybe I shouldn't say this, <laughs> but if you're at a at a store, at a big store, and they have like certain percentages that they'll take off on a Tuesday that you didn't know, you'll see that on on Instagram right now, like um, talking about the discounts that you can have if you know what days they have them. Or if you work at a dealership, maybe you can go work at a dealership and get the employee discount and then, and then quit. You know, they quit, right? <laughs> Like there are there are ways to do things. There are a lot of these life hacks, but you're right that everything. Yeah, you do just ask. So like for yeah. airline stuff, I've heard of people just asking to be upgraded, and usually that's not yeah. going to work. But it does. Nowadays it won't. Yeah. But it doesn't work if you don't ask. Yeah. Right. So so it's it's worth a shot. But there are other things that I've seen. Um, I, I went uh, home theater shopping with an uncle like I don't know 15 years ago. And we went into Best Buy and he said that the stuff was too expensive and he wanted to pay less. And I'm like, well, it doesn't work like that. This is Best Buy. And he got the manager and he paid less. The manager, you know, it's like, he's like, well, this is our price. If we add 15%, so we make a profit. This is what our employees pay for it, but we'll give you that price. Just because he yeah. was like just stubborn, you know. Just because he asked. Some yeah. people do cash discounts. So if you pay cash, then you get a discount. Mm-hmm. Like it's it really is beneficial to learn about what you're doing and how you can find a better way. And it's not all just with money, too. I just can't think of a great example of, you know, other assets of life that if you ask the question, like maybe a class, you know, taking classes in um, a college that you can ask when you transfer to a new class, maybe they'll show you how your previous classes um, crossed over. And so some of the credits get waived. So like I, for example, I have certificates past my graduate school that actually cross over. And I didn't even know that that was a thing, but I asked them like, hey, I took classes that are similar to this in my graduate school. And so they asked me to provide the syllabus and they saw that the classes were similar enough to say that the curriculum was met. So they waived classes. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you know? I guess so. Or emergency bills. Like in college, I didn't have any um, insurance for a short period of time. And I had to go to the ER for some breathing con- issue that I had. And uh, I got the ER bill and my grandmother told me, you know, if you ask them, that like, if you tell them you can't afford it, they'll cut it. And they'll cut, they'll cut a pretty significant chunk off. And they did. They cut it by like 30 or 40%. So, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. I did hear you could do that. Like a friend of mine said that you could do that if, if you have like a, let's say a $5,000 medical bill, you could say, look, I don't have 5,000 bucks. I can either give you 800 bucks right now and then we're done forever. Or I can give you 10 bucks a month for the, for the next 50 years. And they'll take, yep. they'll pick one of them. I know somebody that did that with the mortgage. You could do that with a mortgage. What? 
Yeah. So they owed money on two different. <laughs> I'm like calling they, tomorrow. <laughs> they refinanced their house, and so they had two different loans on the mor- on the mortgage, and they um, said, "I'll pay off this um, $150,000 one, but I'm not going to pay you on the $23,000 one." And, and that, and that they, they or you can it? just, they did after a lot of fighting, a lot of battling it's of like, this is fight. what I can do. Right. Wow. But I mean, like it took a hit on his credit, but, but he didn't need <laughs> oh. it at the time. Oh, he just defaulted it was, on it then. Right. Well, no, he didn't have to default. They waived it. But because he, what he did was he delayed payments and said, I can't pay it. So I'm going to pay this or I'm going to pay that. Oh, and so, I see. So and, they called to collect and yeah. he's like, well, no, I'm not going to do it. I can't do that, but so, I can pay you this. Okay. And so they they went yeah, the twenty three thousand dollars. That's great. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, Man, the thing the things that you they don't teach you in yeah. school, which right. which brings us to right. our. I wouldn't our recommend here. defaulting. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. No, well, no, stuff's no, a lot more expensive than than anybody realizes. Yeah. And so yeah. you guys decided to put together a program, yeah. and it's called Get Real Adulting One Hundred and One, uh, a teen financial workshop. And these are things that everybody says. They never taught me this in high school. They never taught uh, how to pay your taxes or how to uh, what to do with a paycheck or how much these different things cost. Like we all took high school economics classes, and that was cool because we got to do like the stock market simulation or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. But yeah, uh, no, this is real life, everyday type stuff it's, that we're trying to teach. This is based on the things that we all wish that they taught us years ago, mistakes that we've made. Right. And so, how did this? project come about whose idea was this well so it was uh another jci member posted about this there was some school public school um yukon public school district or something like that and she shared it on facebook and it was this exact same idea and she said hey this this looks great so i saw that and i jumped on it like hey this could be a great jci project and carrie right away was like oh my god i would co-chair it with you (laughs) So, all right, here we go. So it's started like that. I love when it works out that way. There's so many times when you're like, all right, we have a co-chair for 40 under 40 or saying as helpers. We need somebody else. And it's like, eh, like no one else yeah. wants to do it. And you guys are both so enthusiastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. And and why is that? Is it is it because you wish that somebody helped you or because you're, you're both parents and you want kids to just have... Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I think financial literacy is a huge hot button issue right now that um, the whole of the United States is caring about. I mean, that's why Florida made it a new law that um, there needs to be some level of specifically financial literacy that are offered to high school students before they graduate high school. And I think that that's coming down the pipeline in a lot of um, different high schools and different Mm -hmm. states. But I think that financial literacy is just so important because I work with high school students all the time and, um, you know, every day in my job. And a lot of them don't know what a dollar, how much a dollar can take you and what it's going to do for you and how much money you're going to earn doing that thing and what kind of work you're going to need. And they just don't have the idea of like what comes after high school and then they get hit in the face with it. And I don't want them in debt. You know, I want them to be able to make smart financial decisions that get them in advantages that if they weren't exposed to this or to other financial literacy options, then they wouldn't have that uh, that wherewithal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel like a lot of these kids, these high school students have like a brand new iPhone and AirPods and stuff that like I don't even get myself like one every four years, maybe because it's expensive. It's a right. luxury, and and yeah, and it's it's hard to know how 
how hard it is to come by a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks. Right. So how exactly does this program work? Is it a, um, like a, a seminar or is it like an interactive? Yeah. So it's, uh, it's like a simulation. Uh, if you just think about the game of life, uh-huh. it's like that. We're going to give the students a salary, but the untrademarked uh, version. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, a salary, a career and a credit score. And they're going to use that identity to go to visit different booths that uh, where they put purchase goods, essential goods that they would need in everyday life, like housing, transportation, uh, child care, food, that kind of stuff. So they go to each booth, pick out what they want. And so, yeah, so they can realize how much that salary will really take them. They get to uh, like experience. How how long is this thing? Is it like couple hours um so we're going to be there all day from 10 a.m to 4 p.m and different schools are going to have different oh, sets they come in different yeah heads. they're okay. going to have a different yeah. sets but then the student can take as little or as much time as they want in it and it will depend on like the crowd that we have at the time that they come so if the student is going through diligently and really uh, looking at their choices then maybe it could take an hour but if the student is taking you know um is going through it and just kind of having fun and isn't like necessarily taking the thought into it that we hope they do then it might take 20 to 30 minutes so okay. it varies so we're, we're hoping yeah. for, you know 45 yeah. to an hour uh, yeah yeah is it randomly assigned like do you just say uh you're a computer programmer you're a lawyer or you know, or is it based on like oh these are your skills you want to be a uh you want to be a doctor well guess what you just got hit with uh, medical debt yeah well <laughs> we have 10 identities yeah. five that would be a college path, five that are a non-college oh, I love path. That. Uh, you, do you want to explain how you came up with those? Yeah, sure. Um, so the names are random generated so that we tried to make it so that it's gender neutral so that whoever gets assigned, they don't feel any sort of way about it. And um, we choose it based off of college and non-college, and we try to give a variation of each of those. And the idea is not to say that one is better than the other. There's kind of a variation on um what kind of money they can make in each of those fields. But it's to show them like, you know, if you're taking college route, maybe you end up with student debt in this route. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, depending on a partner that you get assigned. Um, So there's uh, variations to just try to uh, simulate real life of what a person would really make. We used um, all of the salaries. I used ONET to define um, what an average salary is for, um, for each of those jobs, each of those careers. And uh, ONET online is like a database that um, the United States has to kind of aggregate all the data from careers and what skills they have and what knowledge they need and what money they make. It's pretty amazing. So I use that to determine um, what the median salary is for the ages that I'm giving them. So they'll have like their name, their age, their, their career, if they have a spouse, if they have children, and then um, like what their deductions are and things like that. And then they'll have space to um, write in what they're going to be spending at each of the tables. And the game is like this game has been done uh, similar like this in other places. And it's a lot of fun. Uh, we see a lot of students having a lot of fun and like videos of students responding really well to it. It's just not something we've brought to Santa Clarita. So we had to kind of build it from scratch because we don't have those resources. So um, so it should be interesting, but a lot of fun. One thing I want to ask you, just because you mentioned that about half of your profiles are the college route and half are not. In like our parents' generation, I mean, I guess times are very different because you could be working at the uh, the gas station on the corner 
uh, as a, a married man with a couple of kids and be able to support your whole family on a min- minimum wage job. And but they were told that, you know, you have to if you go to college that you're going to get a way better job Then I think in like when I started college, it was basically like not that you're going to get a better job. It's like that's the only option. If you don't go to college, you're not going to have a future. And mm-hmm. now what I'm seeing a lot more of is that you kind of don't necessarily need it. Like you, if you are, you can graduate from college as a lawyer, or a doctor, and and still get a very low entry level job that's going to take you 30 years to pay off your debt. And you can not go to college and do something on your own and be very successful. And does your simulation always put the uh, the college? educated uh, students at way higher salaries or does it uh, vary? Nope. No, it varies depending on the situation. So um, some of them might be lawyers and that and make a decent amount of money um, or like a higher amount of money than what is considered middle class. But then others are, you know, software developers that maybe have a certificate of, um, but there's other things like in my practice and, and as a high school counselor, I, I work to find those cheat codes and I give them to my students because those are cheat codes. It's not the case that a lot of people are going to come out wealthy with not having some experience or some um, education behind them or networking. Like you have to have one of the things and you have to find the cheat code for it. So you don't just become like a great podcaster with all of this setup without the knowledge, exposure, networking or experience to get here, you know? Um, And so I think finding the cheat codes help with that. Um, Just as a side note, but um, I was there gonna are, say, yeah, podcasting on your list of, yeah. of jobs. No, probably. it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. But we have a um, a thing for the JCIs to participate to see um, what their jobs would be like and ha- run through them, no run through their own life to see if the simulation would work for them. You know, um, but there are things like water systems operator. Uh, it's something that nobody knows about. It feels like, oh, yeah, and, no clue what that is. Right. <laughs> but, um, but you can have a certificate that takes you six months to get, and you can be making a median salary of like 70 to 80,000, which like to be transparent as a high school counselor, seven years into it. Um, and I'm making that. <laughs> so with $70,000 of debt, yeah, it, it's crazy how many jobs people have. I, I'd say that most people I know are doing something professionally that they didn't go to school for, right? Yeah. Like they've kind of fell into something yes. else. And there's a ton of jobs out there that nobody wanted. Like nobody spends, you know, from from the time that they're seven years old to 12 saying, man, I want to be a water systems analyst or whatever the heck that job was. Right. That That's something that you just kind of fall into. But right. meanwhile, all the other jobs are very like saturated and hard to get into and yeah, maybe don't pay as well. I do. I do want the takeaway to be, though, that I think um, that we should say that um, that with water systems, that's something that you have to have the exposure. Somebody needs to tell you about it. You need to know somebody who did it you, to find it. So the there are jobs out there, careers out there that you can make a lot of money doing. But you have to do the research and knowing and the work and have the work ethic to make those jobs as um, profitable as a job from a college career. And I say that be- or from a college education because um, with a college education, statistically, you do see an increase in salary pay and a more likelihood of a success with finding jobs because you know there are requirements now for entry level just to have a bachelor's. Yeah. So there has to be that match because being a social influencer is not gonna be like, the thing for everyone, you know, right? Some people do really, really it's, well with it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Some people, not everybody can right. do one. The it's, exception, it's not the rule. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. 
So how, uh, with the way that the simulation works, how do students get involved? And uh, I guess we'll ask you about the participation from non-students, but it, let's fear, this is for high school or for junior high students? It's um, high school students in Santa Clarita, uh-huh. juniors and seniors juniors right and now is what we're focusing only. on. Okay, yeah. so they're going to be mostly like 16 to 18 18, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and how do they find out about this? How do they get involved? Um, we set up a registration page. So they can go onto our website, www.getrealscv.com. And there are registration links on there where they can sign up. We're also going to have a flyer that we're going to send out to the schools. And it'll have a QR code on there so they can just scan it and register that way. Awesome. And and how many uh, people do they, are they expected to visit uh, on the day of the simulation? Like how many different Um, booths? Oh, how many booths? Uh, Ten booths. And yeah, we're hoping to have uh, maybe two to three hundred students there Whoa. on this first go around. Hopefully. Yeah. For a first year. Not yeah. ambitious. We've heard that, but it might be more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. There's been a lot of excitement around this. Yeah. So we're, we're yeah. trying to be prepared for anything. How many volunteers do you have? Oh, gosh. We haven't uh, counted yet, but we're hoping yeah, for 45 at least. At, at least. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's going to require a lot of work including the tables and the tables are in case you um, didn't get a good enough picture of it. Like the tables are, there's going to be an entertainment table where the kids get to choose one thing that each of the person, each of the people in their family are going to choose as entertainment for themselves. And the people behind the table are going to be advocating that they spend too much money and they're going to be fighting with, okay, well, should I spend that much money? Like the guy says that I should, or should I be like a salesman? You're like, you want to see Taylor Swift? It's going to cost you 600 bucks. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for the students to try and overcome their impulses to appease others and to like take the more expensive route to save their money or to be smart about their money. Mm. Yeah, and we're also going to have unexpected life events in the game. So we're they're kind of calling them chance cards right now, but that's it's probably trademarked or registered, whatever. So uh, we'll come up with a different name. We'll call them maybe cards or something. Scenario yeah. cards. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. better. Um, and we have 40 oh. different scenarios right now, 20 good, 20 bad, where you will either come into money or money gets taken away. 20, and 20. so you need to be prepared for that. So you don't want to overspend or get close to coming out to zero because you might get that card that says, oh, you got to pay $200 and now you're out of money. Yeah, and the kids won't be faced with all 20 of them. It would just be right. as they're playing the game, they might be approached by somebody in which right. they might get a good thing or might get a bad thing. And they're, I think we're calling them reality checks. Oh, I like oh, that. That's even that's better. That's great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like 20 good and 20 bad isn't really indicative of life. I feel like oh, there'd be no, 20 good and like 100 no, bad. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but we don't, we don't want to scare the kids just yet. Right. Yeah. No. How do uh, adults get involved? Are you taking uh, volunteers from the community or is this just uh, the JCs working on it? Uh, A lot of JCI members. And uh, for the booths, when a business sponsors a booth, then uh, we are asking that they provide two to three employees or uh, volunteers to help run that booth. So that's going to provide a lot of the volunteers. And then, of course, we have our committee that's working on it that will be there to support um, and yeah, we have a volunteer coordinator as well. So she'll be responsible for identifying volunteers, getting them signed up, assigning them to where we need them to be. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot. I do think if we have some excited, like, uh, community members that are 
financially savvy and wanting to share that wealth of knowledge with um, students, we are hoping that they they if they want to attend, they can. We what we would suggest is that um, they get in contact with us on our website. They have our email, and they can email us, and then we can get them in touch with a volunteer coordinator to teach them like how they would participate in the game and kind of vet them to make sure that they're there for the right intentions. Yeah, they're not just there to like hand out their business Sell cards. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that's not what we want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm matching like the, the military recruiters would love to be there. <laughs> Th- those guys. No shade on the military recruiters. We love them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Military recruiters are great. No, just, but when, I, when I was 18, I had this one guy. His name was David Brown from the Navy. Yeah. And, uh, oh, he, I hope he's not listening. He can, he can listen. <laughs> okay. And, and he, uh, I mean, it's, why, it's why I named him. <laughs> and, um, and he wa- took took me down to wherever downtown to take the, the ASVAB and I did really well on it. Oh yeah. And, uh, and so he like offered me like all these like college bonuses and sign up bonuses and stuff. And, uh, and I was like, uh, but I just, I don't know if military life was right for me. And he's mm. like, well, what do you want to do? I said, I want to do a video production. He's like, we have a pathway for that. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, like he, now it's felt like he was trying to sell me something that, uh, that wasn't quite, quite right. And he had me take a, a nuclear field test, which I also passed somehow. Cause I was never great with math. And now he wanted me to work on a nuclear submarine for six years doing like some kind of engineering stuff, which might have been great. Maybe I'd have a great job by now. But like I, at some point, I was just like, nah, I don't want to. And so like we didn't talk for a while. And a month later, he's like, hey, Corin, man, I miss talking to you. We should get together. I'm not going to even mention the military. I just, you know, I miss you and I want to talk to you. And so I met up with him for lunch. And guess what he brought up within <laughs> a few minutes? Yeah, exactly. Like, so have yep. you thought more about this thing? And so that's why I'm thinking like. A little pushy. Yeah, they can be. <laughs> but still, uh, not, no, sh- no shame. Yeah. You know, uh, I've got friends that joined the military. And it's even wonderful a couple benefits. that have stayed in for yeah. over 20 years. Yeah, One of them retired at 38 yes. years old, and yeah. he's you know doing great. I mean, he's got yeah. six kids now and grandkids younger than me. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the pathway, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, that was definitely a different time. I feel like they're not as pushy now because they don't need as many people. From what I've heard, I feel like that they're a little bit more strict with who they take. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, different time. Uh, it's kind of a good problem. Interesting. I, feel like, I feel like there was some shade directed at uh, <laughs> how uh, how lenient they must have been on the physical standards at the time. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> cool. So uh, where is this going to be? It's going to be here in Santa Clarita, and it's an in-person thing. It's not like a Zoom or a video game, right? Like it's Correct. It's going to be in-person in, on September 10th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m., and it's going to be at the sports complex. Uh-huh. on golden valley right by the uh, the aquatic center and the skate park yes. and right stuff. yep it's called the center yep yeah that's a right yeah, big fa- nice big facility we're gonna have multiple rooms a big room where all the booths are going to be set up and then we'll have a couple other rooms where we give the kids the instructions about how this is all going to work out and then we'll also have a debrief at the end as well so they can kind of summarize what they learned and also get feedback so we can improve it for next year yeah and get more resources to find out more about how to be financially savvy does this cost mm-hmm. any money from the students? Nope, nope. it's free. The the schools like who who is funding it? So we're hoping the city will help fund it. <laughs> uh, was, Shout out to was, the city. My next question was: This is at a city facility, so are they right. partnering up? Uh, we, we have requested. Uh, yes, yeah. we haven't heard back yet. Um, but we are. We've just been um, being able to use our sponsors. So we have sponsors that have paid two hundred dollars to take a table and to um, brand it as they like, but also volunteer to play the game. Mm-hmm. And so they're helping support our cause and support our community by giving back to these students. So if you go and you see those sponsors, those sponsors are the ones that are um, helping put this on. Yeah. Yeah. 
Is, is this an expensive event to put on? Mm-hmm. Is it more? Uh, well, really? Mainly the venue, the venue and a few costs, you know, yeah. supplies. Like we need to get clipboards and calculators and all kinds of things to have them put it on. But calculators. Part, yeah. They'll have cell phones. But yeah, I, mean, I was <laughs> going to say, I remember in, in school, even in high school, they're like, no, you cannot use a calculator. You're not always going to have a calculator in your pocket. Nah. Well, <laughs> yeah, if they we can are. see me now, <laughs> yes, I got yeah. a calculator on my watch, yeah. right, <laughs> and in my pocket. So it's uh, if you had to pay for the uh, the manpower that you've got there, then it would be way more expensive. Oh my but gosh, yeah, yes. you've got it's very much volunteer powered, right? If you've got like forty five yeah. people, you're expecting for hundreds of students. That's for an all day event. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, what else do you think uh, people should know about this? What's what's your what, your goal? What what are you hoping that uh, students will uh, leave the experience with? Yeah, just a realization of how far your money can go. On paper, it might sound amazing that some of these they're going to have four to six thousand dollars a month, and you're like, oh, cool, I can do whatever I want. But then once you start going to the booths and you realize, oh, my mortgage is going to be what, and then you got to go to nine other places to continue to buy things, then you realize it adds up really fast. So just that realization. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm really hoping they get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. And as you say that, I was thinking we should probably have the mortgage like at the end where they don't even think about it and they spend too much anyway. Um. <laughs> do, do, do we have like a mortgage broker who's going to be there sponsoring a table? Who's We have a wonderful we, yeah. realtor that is a JCI member, Josh Sinatra, that is going oh, cool. to be, yeah, that's going to be um, manning the housing um, booth. Yep. So he'll be there to support them as they make their housing choices. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, for me, my biggest thing is that they have a lot of fun and that they have a few. I would like, you know, two to three takeaways for each student that they walk away with not having known or not having considered that maybe keeps with them so that they consider how to better keep their finances when they're older or what kind of real choices they're going to be faced with soon. Yeah. You know, I saw some of the comments on uh, when when the articles went up on uh, on Facebook. People responded with, "Is this for adults? Can I do this too?" Because I right. feel like even people <laughs> our age are still kind of struggling with that stuff, and they don't understand how they're always like, "They're like, I make good money. Like we make over a hundred thousand a year, but we're still living paycheck to paycheck. And how can that be when your mortgage or your rent is so low?" And it's like, well, yeah, your cable bill might only be a hundred bucks a month, but with your Netflix plus the Hulu plus the like. And the Amazon and like all the services together, it's it's double that. Yeah, and, and all right. your coffee in the morning and yeah. your outings. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, that yeah, that, that adds up really fast. Yeah, even yeah. a lot of parents these days still don't know about this stuff and how to handle it, and they don't know how to teach their kids. So that's where we step in. Yeah, we don't have classes. The parents can't teach yeah. it. So where do they go? That's Hopefully, this is point. kind of a starting point. You, yeah, you, you just know, put kind it of together. Yeah, yeah the, the the fact that. Um, one of the reasons that I think students need some help dealing with this stuff is because their parents, who are the ones that are our age, never learned it themselves. Yeah. So if if, if the schools are like, well, this isn't something that schools have to teach. Their parents should teach them how to do all this stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the schools are interested. I think that um, in teaching it, I think that the kids kind of miss it or the kids aren't super interested in in getting it. But this is kind of a fun, interactive way that they don't have the manpower to put on for just a small cohort like this, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but I definitely think that 
it's hard when you're with a high school student that says, you know, oh, this doesn't matter. I, I don't I don't really care about this. You have to make it this fun and interacting thing. It can't be a worksheet that they get some takeaway. Thankfully, you did. But a lot of kids go through that worksheet in economics yeah. and say, well, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then they're faced with it, you know. Well, that hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, I, I told the story before we started recording about uh, when I was in a, my uh, high school econ class. Uh, the teacher asked us, you know, what are some things that you want when you're older? Do you want to have, uh, uh, do you want to rent? Do you want to own? Do you want to have an electric bill? Are you going to have a cell phone? Are you going to have a subscription to all these different things? And we just like checked a box, yes or no. And it ended up costing way more than any of us thought because you think that your salary is a lot, whatever it is, and it's going to get you far. And then it it kind of usually doesn't. Yeah, so it adds up stinks. really fast. <laughs> yeah. It, are you working with the schools on promoting this? Yes. Yeah. Um, the Heart District has been wonderful and encouraging and supporting our um, endeavor here to get this out to the students. So they came um, with Carolyn Hoffman has been helping us and um, spreading the information to each of the schools. So she's been guiding us on what we need to present to them. And wonderful Corin over here is going to help us put on a commercial that will be out to the schools. And yeah, they've been really welcoming to this. And it makes sense. It's a free event for their kids, but I'm glad to have their support for sure. Yeah, that's that's awesome because it's it's not a district event. Yeah. And so like right. they, they could just be like, yeah, like, you know, you, you're welcome to put it on, but we're not going to promote it. For right. You, the right. Fact that they are. And and you as you mentioned, they're going to be showing uh, like a video commercial, which is really cool. Yeah. Because Every school in the district at the, at the time, like when I was in high school, I, we were probably the only school that had like a live daily news broadcast, but all the schools are doing it now. And it's really awesome. It's a, such a great way to get information out to the students because they can see it, they can hear it, uh, and they see it every day. And if they air it more than once, then uh, they'll learn the information. Yeah. And it sounds like we'll be at um, the back to school nights as well. Once we get those dates. So yep. we'll be able to answer those parents, any of their questions. And I think the you parents actually be are there. Like they said that flyers yeah. or something. Yeah. So yeah. they, oh, if we can't be at one of them, they'll be handing out the flyers for us, but um, we hope to be at the back to school nights. Um, and so far they've given us permission for that. So we're just going to get those dates. But, um, but we think that the parents are going to be what drives the students to come because the parents supporting it and driving them there will be great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Are parents allowed in the room? They could do it with them? Oh, yeah. We yeah. would encourage that, actually. Yeah. So do yeah. it together and hopefully parents can guide them and it's a teachable moment. For yeah, them. or learn yeah. something yeah. themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're hoping that the parents, um, you know, can be there uh, and um, make note of like, hey, remember, this is what you learned here. Or, how, you know, hopefully they're not baiting them, like, see how much I pay. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> but even, even see how so, much you cost me. You I, know? Sorry, I support that, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids don't know. Their parents want to give them a good life. And, you know, the yeah. parents end up struggling. For but it. we want the students to have like a positive takeaway that yeah. they feel empowered about that they're not being told like to yeah. feel, you know. So hopefully Guilty. they just kind of stand back and just like let them have the experience and be there for additional resources and questions, you know? Yeah. Yep. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. We'll, we'll uh, plug the event uh, again at the very end, but I want to ask you guys uh, personally about your uh, connection with JCI Santa Clarita. And I'll start with JR because you were the first one that I met a couple of years ago. I think I met you when we were filming the, the promo video for uh, strength finders. Was that my first time meeting you? Oh gosh. Yeah. That was, when was that? That was like two and a half years ago, right? I think so. Was that, was that at the beginning of 2020? I think so. Cause yeah, I joined December of 2019. Yeah. 
and then uh, started helping out with training and development so, with Christian. So and yeah, that yeah was, so that was, yeah, that was, that was February. February right. of 2020. Yeah. Oh my and, gosh. And uh, so yeah, we met in, in person. We did this uh, video and then we met on Zoom a lot. Right. <laughs> Everything switched over. Yeah, we'll, oh, we'll just do a couple of these now. So I didn't realize years you, later. you had only joined two and a half years ago. So yeah. you were still a relatively new member. Uh, mm -hmm. How did you find out about the, the chapter? I think it was through uh, Santa Clarita Magazine. I'd kept seeing articles about JCI in there. And uh, I, there, I I just wanted a way to connect to the community. And uh, I had already I moved to Santa Clarita back in 2013. And around that time, uh, I just wanted to get out and do more in the community and start to meet more people and found this organization. And I uh, just looked it up online and saw that they were looking for volunteers for the Santa's Helpers event. They needed people to come to the mall and help sort gifts and wrap and all that stuff. So um, I'm like, that sounds cool. So I'll sign up and met a few of the JCs that way that night and ended up signing up the next day. So you were lured in with the uh, Santa's Helpers, and then yeah. this this last year you were one of the co-chairs of Santa's Helpers, and then yep, helped ran the event last year. Yeah, uh, that's great. I like that a lot. Yeah, and and Carrie, you're a even newer member, right? Yes, I'm very new. Okay. I'm less than a year old. Um, I I joined uh like last November. Okay. Did yeah. you join for Santa's Helpers too? Was that no? But that's how I got to <laughs> be friends with Jr. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um. I uh, joined because when I used to live here, I, I moved back from Ventura County. And when I used to live here, I was uh, working for the signal um, and I would be at all of the community events. And I saw um, SCV or JCIs everywhere. And um, I saw the 40 under 40 and thought, oh, my God, they're so cool. I want to be a 40 under 40 one day. <laughs> and so when I came back, I was like, oh, I want to see what they're about. And like they do things like Santa's helpers. And so I want to participate and, you know, make more uh, friendships in the community now that I'm back. And um, so I got involved and I started volunteering with uh, JR on his project of uh, Santa's helpers and spent like all the time with him. <laughs> and I came back and like, I was only volunteering for like an hour or two, maybe every other day or something uh, for Santa's helpers. And he was there tirelessly like every night yeah, on this project all day. <laughs> and I thought I was a saint because I had children at home and including like a, a, a baby that was like less than a year old. Uh -huh. And so I thought I was a saint for giving my like one hour. <laughs> and then I met him and I was like, oh, just kidding. OK, so um, yeah, you were there 16 hours a day. With two, with two, with two, <laughs> new, newborns. two newborns, yeah, <laughs> yes, two newborns that he adopted and fostered. Yes, okay, and he also worked in uh, cancer research. And I was like, <laughs> wow, these people humble me every day. And then I met someone else that I, I can't remember um, who I was talking to initially, but I was like, oh my god, the people in this organization are just all saints. Like everyone's worked with Relay for Life and Circle of Hope, and like you know, donate every ounce of their time to everything. And for what, you know, just, just because it's fun and, and energizing. So, um, so I joined and, um, and I saw that JR was going to have like this project that was coming up and I love JR. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I, and it's a school event, like with high schoolers, that yeah. is my wheelhouse. I yeah, can do it's, this. It's been great having her on this team because oh. she has that connection, knows yeah. people. Yeah. Well, between the two of you, it, it seems like your past qualifications and like where your heart is, is like ex exactly like would lead you to working together on this. 
Yeah. If this is yeah. something I wish I had growing up and I, I know this is going to be so valuable for kids and everybody's been validating that just when they hear the project, they're excited. Uh, the school district is completely supportive. So it's given us the energy to go out there and continue this because it is a lot of work. I mean, we're constantly texting and calling and emailing all day. Yeah. Don't tell my work that. But uh, yeah, it's it, it's a lot of work to do this, but it's going to be really, uh, really valuable and uh, rewarding in the end. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, you mentioned uh, what everyone does in the chapter and you're absolutely right. Uh, we had uh, a volunteer that uh, actually helped build a couple of our uh, websites last year and she joined us for one of the uh, beach days with Brittany. And so I got to introduce her to, to everybody for the first time in person. And I'm just like, okay, this person runs uh, this magazine. This person works for, uh, you know, Senator so-and-so or Congressman, whatever. And this person is uh, uh, the chair of this nonprofit and the president of that nonprofit. Like everybody who is in our, our chapter is not only doing amazing things in their job, but they're also on like several boards and, you know, worked with nonprofits and or involved in the, the government or community somehow. Like it's it's really yeah. cool community. And one of the things that I hear the uh, the old school JCs talk about is we not might not know everything and we might not know everybody in town, but you know a guy who knows a guy who knows yeah. a guy who can get yeah. the job done. That's right? definitely the yeah. case in JCI. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what the I think my favorite thing about the JCIs, um, especially since we started this project, was that a lot of the time I've been in corporate positions or like in businesses where you ask to do something that's beyond what your role is and you get shot down, like stay in the box, stay in the box. You can't do that. There's red tape. You can't do that. And the JCIs are like, yes, and we can do this big project. And what if we did it this way? And they're so validating and energized and like, they're not here for a job that pays them and they just clock in and clock out and don't care about it. They care about it and they put all of their energy into it, even though they have babies at home, they have spouses at home. They're still out doing it and trying to make um, make an influence and make an impact, you know. It's amazing. And yeah. then they're mm-hmm. great to party with, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, not getting paid. Like I know, it's, it's, it's the, the best of all the worlds. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's it's a great group. Now, it's a group that I actually, I say this all the time, it's a group that I wish I found uh, earlier in my life because we have some Me members too. that are like in their early 20s and, uh, and some of the older members have been in since they were in their 20s. Like they've been in for like 20 years and they've gotten so much out of it. And uh, being in for like less than a year and two and a half years, like I'm at almost five years, like I'll say four and a half years. That's not long enough. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, that's why I'm still, you know, hanging around. Yeah. It's such a great group. And it's, it's always, always getting better too. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're growing and getting better. Yeah. There's, there's always been, um, like 15 years ago, I started watching the show Boston Legal. And uh, I, I was working on the, on the DVDs. And I started with season three. And because uh, that's the one that I was assigned to me. And then when I worked on season two, I'm like, who the heck are all these people? They had like a whole different cast of characters. Like the, the, the three senior partners at the law firm were the same people. But like new people, like eventually I watched all five seasons and they had new people every single year. And I actually didn't like that because I, I, I like the consistency of knowing that like with Friends or Seinfeld, you've got the same people like the whole yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it's weird to me to see any kind of turnover, but that is something that I saw within JCI, that there were the people that I met when I first started coming, the, you know, the 10, 12 active members that we had, most of them are gone and doing other things. 
and we got new people and I'm like, oh, awesome. And I love these people and a lot of them left. And then so like now we've got some people that are like really sticking around, mm-hmm. but I actually really love all the new characters that I get to meet now. And so it's, it's, it's a little bit different because it's, it's a mix. Like we have some of the, the, the older people that are sticking around and the newer people. And I guess mainly most people are sticking around because our chapter's grown from like 20 people to like 80 people. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, what's cr- so crazy to me is like when I initially came into the JCIs, what I thought it was going to be was a networking group. So I thought that it was just a bunch of people networking and that I was going to get pitched left and right. And mm. so I was kind of like cards, you know, to my um, up my sleeve. Like, I'm not sure about this when I initially came in, like expecting to be pitched and like. I don't know what half the JCIs do, you know, and then <laughs> not because I'm not invested in knowing, but because we're so hard into this project or at this party playing that we don't even spend the time doing that. So it's amazing to me because I thought that I would just be approached constantly about like, hey, use me for this or use me for that. And and that's OK. But it's when we do it, it's authentic. But for the most part, I don't hear about it. I don't I don't know about it. Like my husband came on a hike with us and Carlos was telling him all about what he does. Um, Carlos, our treasurer, I didn't even know what he did. Yeah. I didn't even know what he did. And I'm on a I'm on a committee with him. We <laughs> we spent a lot of time together. I had no idea what he did. Yeah. And I thought that was amazing because, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm happy to know what everyone does and I'm happy to use them. But I just thought that it's not at all what I thought it was going to be. No, it's not. It's not pushy like that. And that's no. that's something that I, that I learned from Neil uh, on our very first podcast episode, he said, you know, the JCI is basically whatever you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And it can be whatever you want it to be, which sounds to me like the military recruiter telling me, yeah, yeah, you want to do that? We got to wait for that. <laughs> but the truth is with, with JCI, if you're interested in networking, there are some people that come to just the chat and chills or whatever, and uh, they talk about what they do and they're handing out business cards or whatever. But, um, that doesn't get you very far because it's all about like once you've worked with somebody, now you have like a real relationship. So if you want to be here for the networking, you could totally do that. If you're in it for the uh, professional training and development, you know, we, we do that every month. You could just come to those if you want and you can get a lot of value out of that. If you just want to put on the big uh, events, the 40 under 40, Santa's helpers, pack the school, get real, uh, you could you could do that. You could put on these big flagship events if you want to do fundraising, um, what else uh, is there? A lot of re- resume building. I feel like because yeah. like the things that you can say, like I can say, oh, I'm on a co-chair on this event, and yeah. then mm-hmm. yeah. If you've never had management experience, yeah. you're going to be a manager of something. Yes. Yeah. 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 When I got in, it I was only expecting to uh, help coordinate the training, but attend them myself to learn stuff for my job. I did not expect to be leading committees and and was on the board last year for JCI. Didn't expect any of that to happen. I and making and, friends yeah. and having and play making dates. friends, of course. <laughs> yes. And, and you actually brought in people that by the way, that is critical. I will yeah. say that the people in JCI have become my core group of friends. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I and I and I love it. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh, when you were VP of Training and Development, you actually brought in somebody who did training for you when you were at your uh, former employer. Right. Yeah. She was incredible. Uh, that was her job uh, when back when I was with uh, Johnson & Johnson. And uh, she was a corporate training. Um, I don't know what her title was exactly, but she did a lot of these different training events for our company. And uh, I, I brought her in and I said, hey, can, like, do you do training outside of the outside of work? She's like, yeah, I do this stuff. I have my private company. Uh, and she consults and does stuff outside of her job. I was like, oh, that's great. So we brought her in and uh, did one of the trainings that she did for 
our work. Yeah, I, I actually she did a TED talk. I watched her TED talk. Right. Yes, that's right. And yeah, yeah she does. Uh, she does all kinds of training. And so it wasn't all like you know resume building type stuff. You've brought on other trainers. Like uh, we had a cooking one. Right. <laughs> yeah, that a... year I was trying to be very. Um, uh, I didn't want to do just one particular thing. I wanted to branch out and uh, have life skills as well. And so that's what we called it. And uh, we had a cooking class and online had to be Zoom, oh unfortunately. Goodness. And uh, Corin was having a grand old time. That was one there. of the most stressful experiences <laughs> in my life. Everyone was, was so making behind. scones and frittata or whatever, right? There was all this prep work we had to do before the class, and he didn't know I, that. I didn't oh, read the instructions. No. I, I'm lucky that I had all the ingredients. And right. so everyone's- You didn't read the email? Well, so what, whatever, what everyone else did, it was they like already like poured everything. They already had a cup yeah. of this yeah. and a teaspoon of that or whatever, like ready to go. And so I'm like putting stuff together and I'm looking at like the, the iPad with like, you know, 30 people on there and they're all moving on and I'm freaking out. And so I, <laughs> I went and I woke my brother up. It was like 11 something a.m. And I'm like, I, I need your help. Everyone's like 10 stops ahead of me and I'm, I, I can't I can't do this. And it's, this is really pissing me off. And and our instructor or somebody, it might have even been JR said. Uh, yeah, I was like, Corn, we can hear you're you. Not, you're not <laughs> he was so mute. frustrated. It was, they're all ahead of me. <laughs> hey, Corn. <laughs> you know, so, but that, is, is, that is absolutely like the heart of doing the JCIs. Maybe it's that we're competitive, you know, like it doesn't serve you to be on it or ahead of it like what did it matter it was a free like training well yeah, you did have no. to keep up because no, baking that one wasn't was baking free. No, oh, that so, but i don't cook uh much yeah you know, like i you know i try to a couple of times yeah. but I'm, I'm not good at it and i don't enjoy it and i, I tried and it <laughs> yeah. came the food came out good <laughs> yeah but boy boy was that stressful, stressful. yeah that you should funny. know that at brainstorming people were talking about that wanting to bring it back so, oh yeah 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 that yeah it was really cool and i looked her up to see i just wanted to take my own class with her and uh i think uh, maybe pandemic she didn't make it through but i couldn't find her company online anymore oh no yeah well, that sounded really bleak i know yeah well when, when you start a, a training company it's uh especially for something like that people want to do it in person yeah. mm -hmm. but I, how would yeah. we have all done that in person we don't have you know 20 stoves and well, they actually have places. We went to a place called Heat Culinary and like Carpinteria and they had um, like uh, stoves in the middle, like on the islands. And we went around kind of in a team prepping and and cooking um, our own dishes, like in pairs of maybe in two pairs. So fours and then four and then four and then four. And then yeah. we like mm -hmm. um, cooked on a dish and they were assigned this this part of it. And we were assigned this part and we swapped. And yeah, it was pretty cool. Do you enjoy cooking? No. Okay. I mean, I, I cook. <laughs> you do? I hate it. I hate it. Really? All three yeah. of us? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I, I used to cook, but I can only cook like Cuban food and like breakfast. And my husband does all the cooking because he's picky. You do Cuban food? Uh, yeah. That's all I learned how to cook. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it sounds tasty. Yeah, it is. I'll make it sometime. <laughs> he won't like it, but you can eat it. Oh. Yeah. And um, my kids eat it. Maybe. Like, yeah. what, what's an example of a Cuban thing like we make um picadillo which is um like ground beef and tomato sauce and it's just it's uh -huh. heavy and we're trying to like you know eat less red meat and stuff like that oh man I've, yeah. I've been eating more meat less carbs oh yeah we make everything with white rice mm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't you can't do that you no, can't take that out I'll, I'll eat the picadillo though yeah yeah okay did i say it right yeah yeah have you ever gone to um el cubano it's no. in santa clarita it's like right next to Quichos. 
I'm just name dropping everything. No. <laughs> <laughs> El Cubano is a great Cuban restaurant. You should try their food. I'm kind food. of afraid of new things. I went to a, a restaurant once that was supposed to be Mexican, but it turns out it was El Salvadorian and they had slightly oh, different food. Very different. Yeah. yeah, it was a real bait and switch on Yelp, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I will tell you that I'm a very uh, Cuban food snob. And that's a great place. That's a good one. El Cubano. Yes. They have amazing food, especially if you like meat. I do. Yeah. They have like lechon asada. It's like pork and it's a great, we'll talk about it. Mm. I want to go to real Cuba one day too. Yes, me too. That's on my goals list for sure. Well, it's a, should I ask yeah. you the bucket list? Question that's what though. I was right. going to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not that we saw the questions ahead of time. No. Well, some. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So just to wrap things up, yeah. uh, we've got this simulation uh, that's going to show uh, high school juniors and seniors uh, how to basically like plan for their life, you know, as far as like education and finances, budgeting, and, and, and budgeting, and uh, they can sign up for this. It's completely free, and uh, the website getrealscb.com. Or if I'm older, I'll say www. Hey, we, we, we don't need the triple dubs anymore. Getrealscv.com. Wow, just called me out there. Oh, because you said you gave, you gave the triple dubs. I was so surprised when he did it. I still like him because I feel I feel like if you just say getrealscv.com, people are like, "What is that? What is is that a website?" Yeah, I feel like I was preparing you. Get ready, www. You better get that pencil out. You know, you missed the http. Oh my god! Yeah. Colon slash slash don't say backslash because yeah. the name name backslashes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had a blast talking to you guys, Jr. Carey. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this thanks is, for having us. Yeah, it's uh, you guys are fun to talk to you too. I'm really looking forward to the program. Okay. September 10th. September 10th. Yes. You're gonna be there and check it out. You're gonna videotape it. I will check my oh, calendar. That would okay. be nice. I'd like a videographer there. there. Yeah, yeah, we'd love that. Get some testimonials from the kids or something. Yeah. Well, and yes, I bet you'll get a lot of angry kids like, I don't want to pay my childcare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Like that. Yeah. How do you think your parents feel? Yes. <laughs> They're gonna be like, that kid can take the bus. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> so getrealscv.com with the uh, d- triple dubs and HTTPS yes. or whatever. <laughs> so this is Secrets of Tomorrow's Leaders. My name is Corin Young here at RK Studios for JCI Santa Clarita. Thank you all for listening. If you like this podcast, please leave it a five-star review. If you got some value out of it, share it with a friend. And uh, we are available on all the podcast platforms. 